In a global industry where anything can happen, where mistakes cost much more than dollars, we bring you expertise from around the world to ensure that everyone goes home safe every day. The internationally acclaimed Oil & Gas HSE podcast starts now with your host, Russell Stewart. Hey folks, it's Michael O'Sullivan, the host of the Oil & Gas Tech Podcast. And I just want to jump in here really quick and let you know that this particular episode of Oil & Gas HSE is made possible by the very smart people at mCloud Technologies. Now, we here at OGGN have just been getting to know the folks over at mCloud, and I'm telling you, they are doing some fantastic stuff for the industry. You just think about connected worker and all the amazing things that you can do just by having a little monocle in front of your eye and a little microphone, and you look at things and you talk, and they magically show up in the cloud on a dashboard. Now, here's the exciting part. They just opened a brand new ESG and digital transformation hub right here in Houston, Texas, and they are hiring in all areas. So if you've got anything to do with field operations, or if you want to work for a really cool, fast-growing tech company, then go to mcloudcorp.com and you will learn all about it. Again, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. I know that uh, may almost sound like it's the obligatory thing to say, kind of like, you know, when we meet people and say, how are you doing? And the standard answer is fine. But I really do appreciate you listening to the show. Our sponsors appreciate you listening to the show. And you supporting this show and our sponsors is something that we are very grateful for. On today's show, we're going to do something a little different. And I thought we'd take a look at everyone coming home safe uh, by playing 20 questions. We'll play 20 questions and let you play along and uh, we'll let you uh, score yourself, perhaps uh, create some competition among us, but not sword swallower competition. That's cutthroat. All right. I'm sorry. I just threw that in to make sure you're listening. Let's get to the questions. Number one, is the statement everyone is responsible for safety true? Now you say, wait a minute, Russell, or if these are the kind of questions you're going to ask, I'm stopping right here. Of course, everyone is responsible for safety. It's one of the mantras of your show. It's why you say the OGGN HSE podcast is a podcast for everyone. Well, okay, I'll give you that. And maybe we'll call this one a, a bonus question. But let me ask you question number two. What problem can the mindset that safety is for everyone create? And for the answer to this, I'm indebted to the folks at uh, Industrial Safety and Hygiene News at their ishn.com website. I'll give them a plug, not because we have an affiliation with these folks. Perhaps we should, but they have a lot of good safety info uh, on their website. So in this case, I want to give credit to where credit is due. And I was looking at one of their articles uh, talking about this. And while the concept that safety for everyone is true in the context of question number one, and even that everyone is responsible for not only their own safety, but they've also got to pay attention to the behaviors and actions of everyone else. You have to be careful about holding a group accountable for individual behavior because that has fundamental flaws. We won't be able to go into all of them here, but if you've gone that route before, you know some of them already, like creating a, a tattletale culture that saps morale and teamwork or creates the wrong kind of teamwork, as in, I won't tell if you don't tell. But I think a fascinating theory that those in leadership responsible for safety should be aware of is the diffusion of responsibility theory. 
And the diffusion of responsibility theory essentially states that if an individual assumes that everyone is responsible and may have or will take appropriate action, the end result is that everyone operates under the same assumption, and as a result, no one does anything. And this potentially disastrous possibility actually increases the larger the group is. So the bottom line is, an individual really only controls his or her own actions and attitudes as it relates to safety, or an individual only controls his or her own actions and attitudes as it relates to safety, and it's the specific person in charge of safety who affects the program on a broader basis. That leads to question number three. So does this mean you should not have what the ISHN article called a concerted grassroots effort when it comes to safety? And the answer is no, of course not. But it does mean that if you want to engage the group in striving to create a safe work environment, it must be carefully planned, organized, directed, and controlled, again emphasizing the need for an effective leader in this role. All right. Those three questions kind of all went together. Let's uh, let's take another one. These are in no particular order, but question number four, what is the number one preventable injury on a rig or in a plant, say a refinery? And since this isn't a multiple choice question, I'll grant you some latitude here. I'd be happy to hear from any of you with different ideas and perspectives, but a case can be made for the number one preventable injury on a rig or in a plant being hand injuries. And if subcontractors are a key part of the workforce, as is often the case, incidents of this nature are even higher. So the bottom line here is, if you are the prime contractor, you must not only have your own hand safety program, but you must integrate it with your subcontractors, making it specific to each one. Question number five. What is the number one trait of a good safety manager? Again, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, but according to one study published in the Wall Street Journal last year, the number one quality of a good leader or boss is humility. The article said this, those leaders who are considered humble inspire close teamwork, rapid learning, and high performance in their teams. Now, it's important to understand in this context that humility is not a lack of confidence and the inability to be frank and firm when necessary. It's not some sort of low self-esteem where you're always thinking less of yourself. In fact, to borrow from the famous C.S. Lewis quote, humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. This, of course, means then that you think of others more. And when you do that, you respect the opinions of others, you listen to their ideas, and thus gain their buy-in and cooperation, which is what effective leadership is all about. And it's what an effective safety program is all about. Question number six, can you complete this sentence? Safety isn't about rules, it's about fill in the blank. Safety isn't about rules, it's about And if you're a regular listener to this podcast, we actually talked about this in our very first show of 2022. Safety isn't about rules. It's about respect for other people, including yourself. Or another way of saying it is, and we said this in the show, a safe work environment is not about processes. It is about people. And how we do our jobs and do them safely is a self-portrait of who we are. So when you paint that portrait, autograph your work with excellence. 
Number seven, also in that same first show of 2022, uh, we reviewed the United States Occupational Safety and Health Administration's top 10 most cited violations it encounters during workplace safety inspections. What was number one? Answer, fall protection. And that includes not only failing to provide proper protection for each employee exposed to fall hazards with certain PPE and protection barriers, but also failing to identify and prevent potential falling objects. Go back to the website and check out this podcast if you want to get all 10 of them. Uh, Reach out to me if you can't find it, uh, because I also told in that podcast my famous Mark Twain story called You Can't Use Other People's Pictures to Shave By. Number eight. And how are you doing so far? While we hope safety incidents, accidents never occur, what do you do when the almost inevitable happens anyway? Now, speaking of how you're doing so far, I realize this is the most open-ended question I've asked so far. So let me rephrase the question. Do you know what you will do when it happens? Do you have a plan? And not just do you have a plan, but are you familiar with that plan to the extent that you can initiate it and go into action swiftly and efficiently? Have you rehearsed the plan? So that's actually three more questions, and they are such important questions, I'm going to let them stand on their own. So that means we're now at question number 12. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics cases, what is the number one cause of fatal work-related injuries? And the answer is roadway incidents. And I would guess the same is probably true in many other parts of the world where you may be listening right now. And this leads us to question number 13. What is the number one cause of most car crashes? And uh, I guess this should be another simple bonus question as the obvious answer is driving under some sort of impairment caused by alcohol or drugs. But on the drug part I think it's important to recognize, and we often forget this, this includes not just the illegal drugs, but prescription and non-prescription drugs as well. And we really need to keep that in mind. So question number 14, excluding drugs and alcohol, what is the number one cause of automobile accidents, uh, actually both fatal and non-fatal? And are you ready for the answer? Well, that's almost. there's almost a pun there. The answer is simply not being prepared, not being ready, or in other words, not staying alert by paying attention to your actions and those of the drivers around you so that you're always ready to take preventative action to avoid a a, a collision. And if you stop and think about that, this actually applies to whatever you're quote unquote driving, so to speak, in any aspect of a job as it relates to safety. We have to stay alert and we have to pay attention. All right. So where are we here? That takes us to question number 15. Can you name three other major factors contributing to car crashes? I'll give you credit for maybe coming up with something besides these, but uh, these are three major factors. Number one is not adjusting to weather, road, and traffic conditions. Number two is driving in another vehicle's blind spot. And three is improper maintenance. And then you get extra points if you know about the left-right-left rule when approaching an intersection. This leads to question number 16. If your company owns vehicles, have you considered that your vehicle maintenance program is an integral part of your safety program? Which actually leads to two more questions. How good is your driver safety training program? And have you ever strolled the parking lot and looked at, for example, the uh, condition of employees' tires? 
on their vehicles. So that takes us to question number 19. We're moving right along here. Can you name the seven keys to safe lifting? Can you name the seven keys to safe lifting? Well, here they are. Number one, bend at the knees. Number two, keep chin level or head up. Number three, keep back straight. Number four, hold the load close to the body. Five, avoid twisting. Six, make sure footing is stable. And perhaps as important as any of the rest, if the object is too heavy, for goodness sakes, get help. And finally, question number 20. Did you find this podcast interesting and helpful? And if so, please reach out to me on LinkedIn and let me know. I made sure not to make it too long, but at the same time, uh, these are really some important points for you to consider. You can find my LinkedIn contact info in the show notes. Please also let me know any suggestions for content you might like to hear. Also, if you're looking for a speaker at your conference or meeting, you can contact me about having someone from our OGGN Speakers Bureau, including Mark LaCour, Michael Sullivan, myself, or others. Tune in again next week for another episode of the Oil & Gas HSE podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Please leave us a review on iTunes and Spotify. Like us on LinkedIn. Use all your social networking to tell your friends about us. And we'll see you next time. Tune in next week for another engaging episode of the Oil & Gas HSE podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.